This episode of Grade 43 is brought to you by On Trajectory. See where your money is taking you at ontrajectory.com. Do the math. Five kids. Three dogs, two cats, one and a half fish. Do teenagers count? And a lizard. Thirteen guitars. Seventeen years of formal education. Nineteen, but who's counting? Two middle-aged two men. Two middle-aged men. On podcast. Get off my lawn. And a whole bunch of misguided ideas. <laughs> it works out to something like grade 43. 40. Third Get off my lawn. Grade. Ooh, red wine. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, probably hear that cup when I put it down. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be opening a uh, another one of these later. The official what drink. It's, is uh, that a seltzer? <laughs> yeah, it's a grapefruit. Uh, it's like a grapefruit juice drink, so it's sweet. Like, if it's just straight seltzer, that's nah, not that doesn't do. Oh, but for it's me. not alcoholic. It's not one of the. Oh yeah, no, I'm not slamming white claws over here. Yeah, the yeah. seltzers, they make the <laughs> bottles thin to make it seem like it's more low-calorie. Low right, exactly. Like, oh, that'll help me fit into my bathing suit because look at yeah. it. It's the, yeah. yeah. No, that would make this uh, more fun than the the, uh, the last uh, Zoom call I was in. Oh, do tell. <laughs> yeah, so I got to tell you about it. So I was thinking of the right anecdote to tell, but this this one was it for sure. So, and this is all public information. You know, my, my town um, has a project and they... Uh, we're having a meeting about that project and they were sharing some results of a survey that they did. And so on one of the slides, they had a word cloud and like the question was, um, you know, use the words to describe like what you want our town to be or what you think our town is or something like that. Right. Cause it was part of this imagining the town project. And so the word clouds up on the screen and over on the left-hand side, not an insignificant size is the word Stepford. Like the Stepford Wives. Like the Stepford Wives. The yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So not only did somebody type that in as their response, but it made it to the word cloud. And, oh. um, <laughs> and, it, and it made it to the final presentation. I think that's just a beautiful story. <laughs> oh, uh, that's actually amazing that... They were like okay with that, like the the the. I guess it's the truth, right? It's what people said. They didn't censor my obnoxious questions during the meeting. So, wow, yeah, wow. The, yeah. Do you feel like you live in that movie? <laughs> mm, no, definitely not. No, yeah, I don't live in a movie town. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, so we're back. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. four. Four more to four, go. Four. Four more to go till we fail. Yes. Four more to go. Or four more failures to go till we fail. Yes. Yeah. Or till we've proven ourselves, one or the other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm so tired today, but I'm excited <laughs> to be doing our podcast. Have you ever had, I call it a headache hangover? No. A so headache let me describe hangover. it. Not a, not yeah, a hangover let me describe from a it. Because I think, as we yes. identified, you're drinking, right? I, yeah, I'm having some wine. Yeah. I'm not hungover. I, there's no kind of a hangover. But, like, I, I almost on a weekly basis get a, like, tension headache. Okay, like, once a week, everything kind of locks up on me, and it leads mm-hmm. to me being irritable and, like, everything kind of my, – my ear hurts, whatever. I'm not going to get into all the 
that's pretty good irritable one day a week mm, that's yeah, yeah. I, I can be <laughs> well, i can top extra, that like like extra irritable right <laughs> and uh um and there's, there's just like a lot of tension and then the next day when it's all kind of gone i'm exhausted because of all that like now i've relaxed and now mm. i'm like exhausted the next day right i, I don't so wake like, up refreshed I'm super tired now because everything is relaxed. All of your exoskeleton and everything that holds you together is just like shot, like having a really good workout, right? And yeah, sore afterwards. It's kind of like yeah. having a workout. Yeah, I almost feel like I had a massage, hmm. if you will, but I'm very tired and just very tired. Yeah. So, but I'm very excited to be doing episode four and I feel like, yeah. um, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff to talk yeah, about today. Big show. Uh, Lots of stuff. I think we're going to go long. I think we're going to go long again. So yeah. if you're listening, grab some popcorn, That's get right, yourself a in. white claw or whatever it is you do to live with yourself and uh, strap in for episode four of grade 43, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. And uh, uh, I, I, I'm doing my wine. So love it. Love That's good. It. The, yeah. the doctors say it's good for you, right? So. Oh, my God. Let me <laughs> so I am part of the, I don't know, I think you are as well. Um is it called like the sandwich generation or the pressed generation? It's like I have very aged parents mm -hmm. and kids, yeah. right? And I have young kids, right? My kid is four, um, but yeah. my dad's pretty old. Uh, and um, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago, some doctor told him to drink red wine for his heart. It would be good for his heart. Mm. And he has obsessed with that. For the last 25 years, literally every day, he has to have a glass of, he's like, Calamar, dry red wine. Is that wine dry and red? Because that's what the doctor <laughs> said is good. I'm like, Dad, you've had two heart attacks already. I think your doctor was wrong. Oh, man. You know, like you've had stents put in. You've had all these things happen. <laughs> wow. I don't think the wine is helping you as much as does you think it is. Does he ask for is. like, uh, when he goes in for a procedure, does he ask for an IV of it? He's like, oh, it's good, right. good for me. Get, get it right into me. <laughs> It's so funny. It's just like, wow, man. Okay, sure. I mean, you got through all those heart attacks. You got you. You're pretty happy right now. You want wine? Have at it, buddy. Yeah. He, you know, and, and and he wants it to be cheap, right? I mean, we're, we're talking old school here, right? We're talking like very old school. So it's like, old school look at my time. box of wine. Oh, Calamar, God. this is three bottles of wine. It was really That's, cheap. Yeah. I love this wine. I'm like. Okay, Dad. I mean, I like some box wine too, but he just wants whatever is the cheapest. <laughs> as long as it says dry red, yeah, he's good. It's and he drinks a right. giant, it's like a coffee mug of wine, you know? It's just. <laughs> but just that hilarious. one a day, right? I mean, he's not like a wino or anything. No, no, it's one a day. It's one a day. That's pretty good because you always see the, uh, like the whatever time or life magazine thing about like the oldest people in the world and they're like what's your cigarette or what's your uh what's your secret and they're like well i only allowed myself one cigarette a day and then you know yeah. but uh, that was the one time of the day that i enjoyed myself and now i'm 108 and you're like oh my god or then or then you just like look right. at france and you're like yeah whatever okay yeah 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 pretty much actually that's a really interesting thing that you bring up that we're going to talk about more later related to like learning and learning being this is so cool that you brought that up about france and longevity 
because <laughs> I, I, I think a big part of longevity, from what I've understood so far, is having like a sense of community. Like often they talk about like having a sense of your place in the community and like things that you do. Right. And that kind of leads you to having like a meaningful life of some sort, regardless of whatever that could be. You know, right. like, oh, we're in the in the church group and every Sunday I make the chili and you're like, that's awesome. Like you have a thing you do and people depend on you and you like make it a thing. And anyway, we'll get into that a little bit more talking about one of our topics, which is like learning and keeping learning fun and all that kind of stuff. So that's so cool. It's not going to be a chili cook off. Oh, (laughs) those are never good. Are they? Now, I'm always tempted to enter, and then I'm like, who do I think I am, right? That I should subject like, people I've to seen them at work a few times, and I don't ever want to participate. And then I taste them, and I'm like, this is not good. Like, this is, it's not, I'm not excited. Yeah. Mm-mm. There's no. a lot of, uh, lot of possible interpretations to uh, chili. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of room to take it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I like to cha- trade the cumin for for um dill you know it just makes it a little... <laughs> someone someone's got their trick right yeah. someone's Some... got their trick <laughs> one day like... a basket of cinnamon sticks fell into it never since then it's been a family tradition that's right that's right <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. cool all right so uh, should we get into some uh, some follow-up from uh, people who've tolerated us for uh three episodes now willing Ooh. to tolerate tolerate us for a, a fourth here so um so some science stuff, and we didn't really coordinate on this, but um, I wanted to do some more interface follow-up. I think you maybe had um, a piece of interface follow-up uh, related to um, recording. So one of the thoughts I had, because I was pretty pleased with my BIAS Riff um, interface using the BIAS software and uh, recording, I decided, well, that's kind of like uh, fixing the game. Right. You know, it's like, of course, it's going to work well. It's their thing. So I tried to just use it as an audio interface, just straight into GarageBand and then use the inbuilt effects for that and see how it sounded. So so back up, back up. This is um, because you said riff. Is that the name of the audio interface? Yeah, that's the that's a positive red bias riff interface that you can use with uh, mobile devices. You can use your PC, but you plug in, uh, you know, your instrument. You plug in some sort of USB source to it, and then you, you either use that USB source to take that audio, or you can run another uh, instrument cable out of that uh, to somewhere. And that was my audio interface of choice, because it really performed well. Gotcha, gotcha. So the guitar goes into the riff. I think the riff is like the size of a cell phone, right? Oh, yeah, it's, like, it's like an old school cell phone. It's really small. It's got a big knob on the front. Yeah. Yep. There, there's like five settings that they put on there. And it's actually kind of like you could take it to a, uh, I probably answered one of your questions incorrectly. Um, you could, I think, if you get it powered up, take it to a gig and switch it and have some tone go with it without having to yeah. manipulate it. I like don't know through how your you phone? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But it's got I like. I think that's um, how Amplitube does it. Amplitube yeah. has this floor thing but you still like that you control pedals with with your feet and then but you have to connect an ipad to it and then the ipad has amplitude <laughs> right which has right. the processing which i think is what happens there right so like yeah. you got your yeah. riff and you could connect your phone because you can run bias 
Uh, you can run it. Like, it has a mobile uh, version. It has a desktop version. Okay. Um, and I have some follow-up on uh, on that stuff, too, because I was kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. So I digress, but I just yeah. wanted to, like, make sure I understood the bias. And the bias is the software that does all the, yep, the uh, runs, effects. It's the brain of the hardware that's called the Riff, right? Yep. And the Riff is the audio interface. And you plug the, the USB of that into your computer, so then you could record yep. yourself or hear yourself yep. on your computer. Exactly, right? I, I decided, cool. like, hey, this is going to be my... Um, my audio interface of choice, right? So let me just see how it performs. Let's pretend I didn't even know there was software to run in, right? Let's just connect in. So I tried to do a little science with it. And what I found was like, well, yeah, when I have the bias effects on it, it sounds like what I expect the bias effects to sound like. And then I went to a couple of the like representative uh, garage band tones that I go to. Um, and I was like, hmm, yeah, and it, it sounded like that. So in, in, in that respect, I guess I found it like, it wasn't rigging the game. It was like, yeah, the people who make the amazing software to come up with the crazy world of, you know, Joe Bonamassa's tone and all that stuff. Um, you know, like, yeah, it, it sounds like something they do there. And then when I just plug it straight into GarageBand, it's like, yeah, it sounds like a really good, like, loud interface and I can affect it with GarageBand stuff. So my science was, like, inconclusive. Does, does when you run it through GarageBand, which is your DAW on your Mac, you... Um does it still do that cool auto gain setting? Can it do that? Or is that only through bias? I think you need the, uh, I think you need their software to do it for it to actively manage it. Like I can get yeah. a tone level set. Um, and I, so I think it was just using pre-existing tone levels, but then I could also manually adjust it. But as it turned out, the auto setting, whatever it was left at when I plugged it in, it was fine. Nice. So, yeah. So nice. not much follow up there, but then, um, and then this just triggered a whole bunch of things. And we were talking uh, with our friend Shaker about different things and audio interfaces. And I thought, oh, my God, I've got another audio interface that's been sitting in a drawer for years. And it's the one that, like, I've honestly recorded the most music with. It's gotten the most yeah. use out of anything. And so that's the uh, Apogee Jam, which is like this little um, pencil case size thing. No, pencil case is big. I, I don't know. Vape sized thing. <laughs> Maybe that's a good, it looks like a sick vape and you could run it out to a 30 pin and put it into your old school iPad or your old school iPhone, wow. or you could run it out to, uh, to USB. And I'm like, let me see how this one is. Cause I loved this thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not powered, right? Not, not powered at all. Yeah. Powered through USB, I guess. Correct. Yeah. yeah okay. And I don't know if there, there are a few possibilities, either whatever I did to connect it, via USB adapters into the computer didn't work. Um, or they've changed the way that works. Um, or it's just like shot, right? And it just doesn't work anymore because it sat in a drawer for uh, for too long. So again, kind of empty follow-up there. No, no science there. So Oh, so it didn't work. I thought no. you had got it working in just I could like get terrible. one of the lights to go on, but I just couldn't get it. To, I could not get the computer to recognize it. Yeah. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I even plugged it into my uh, work computer just to see. And like, yeah, it lit up one of the lights. And it had been a while since I used it. And I'm like, mm, I don't remember that's a good light or a bad light. So Yeah. I mean, last week I did my Behringer, which is bigger than your vape thing, but probably not that different. And it just didn't sound good. Yeah. Right? That's what we realized. Like, I think it's probably preamps is the thing. You need yeah. to have better preamps, yeah. really. Something, that, and, something. And, that's, and I think that's why the riff... Not that there isn't a preamp, I think, in the 2i2 of some sorts, but um, that's why I think that's why the riff is superior because it does have kind of like enough preamp yeah. to to get you through. And it's very guitar focused, right? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Um, 
uh, IK Multimedia, who makes Amplitude, which is like a competitor to Bias. So IK Multimedia is like the competitor to Positive Grid. They make a big, they make something that looks like it's the size of the two i2, mm-hmm. okay? But it's specifically for guitar. And I had one for about three months, and it is awesome and it sounds amazing and it has like a lot of features like that and it has like different impedances you can like change all sorts of things on it so you can like match it up yeah however we do that we still haven't cracked that nut how we i know i know (laughs) i know so uh, but then i sold it because i got the stomp and the stomp did everything i wanted to do but then i ended up getting a mixer like the stomp wasn't enough i tried to run a microphone and my guitar through the stomp that did not work so well (laughs) like because you can i have this handy dandy device that adds impedance to my microphone so that it can run equivalent to a guitar basically Uh, like run at line level exactly um it's got a bunch of resistors in it it's like a big Hmm. plug and it makes it work but it's still not it intentionally makes it worse right (laughs) it doesn't intentionally (laughs) make it worse no (laughs) but like the science behind it kind of just has to right yeah, yeah, something's got to give yeah. there, I guess. So, so um, cool. Yeah. Anyway, and then uh, my last piece of follow up, I was thinking like we we can't uh, drop the string content, and I was uh, trying to think of how we could get into something about strings, and I thought of it, and that's because I've recently been bending thirteens. <laughs> you want to sound like Steve Ray Vaughan. I guess. That's right. I, I decided, yep, you know what? We were wrong. It is the heavy strings 100%. No. Right. Um, uh, kind of on a lark. And and because like the opportunity just presented itself, um, I found myself with a uh, the proud new owner of a baritone guitar. And what is that? So, is it six strings? Yeah. So it's six strings. So think of the easiest way to think of it is it's a little bit longer scale because the strings are heavier. Um, but instead of your low string being an E string, your low string is a B string, right? And so your gauges are all kind of souped up. So imagine if your lowest string, imagine if the, the beefiness of that kept going and you just kind of like shift everything up a fourth. So your low, your low is a B. So you're tuned and there are, I guess, a variety of tunings people can do. The most common one is B E A D um, so, you know, you lose your G string jokes, uh, cause then the next thing you go is you go to F sharp and then B again. Oh yeah. I did not know it was tuned like that. Yeah. So how it's, interesting. So it's tuned like a guitar. It's tuned like a regular guitar. Apparently there are alternative ones you can do, right. And there are other things like, I mean, like you could do with anything, but I think the common thing is like, yep, this thing is just a full step or full, um, you know, Full quarter, uh, lower. Yeah, full fourth down, right? Um, uh huh. Yeah. So I found a. Uh, it's called the Squire Paranormal um, Baritone. It's got P90s on it, right? Which are you know the, the kind of like soap bar looking ones with the yeah. little dots. Yeah, on them, they're which, like souped up single coil pickups. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And they seem really. They like... seem. They seem to have the smoothness of a humbucker, but they still output a lot like a single coil does, right? So yeah. yeah, I found this thing used. I'd go, I went to the guitar store cause I was just like idea shopping. Cause in my head, I want to have this idea of like, um, like just a whole variety of guitar sounds, right? So regular guitar, baritone, bass, tenor, maybe diatonic, whatever. I was just like putting my Jimmy Page hat on and I happened and to walk into the guitar. So, yeah. And get, yeah, get some, get some mukes. So, you know, I was just kind of imagining stuff and then I found myself at the guitar store and then the guy telling me that he had this and it was a very good price and, uh, he checked it out, set it up and, um, yeah, I've been 
and playing with it. It's a Telecaster, basically, but it's just a very mm, big, heavy... Good choice. Like, you could down... Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. You know me in Telecasters. I'm not a fan, so this was hard. But I got to say, it's um, it's been really fun. It's, re- it's really weird. So, um, you know, it's got the, the Luca Brazzi level strings on it right you know you're going to use this to take care of somebody like these super yeah. heavy strings it's just got some beefy the whole thing vibrates when you play it i mean you know telecasters are just big chunks of wood but the whole thing kind of vibrates um and it's just really weird to be playing like uh, a g shape that's yielding you a d chord right because everything is like moved down or like uh the other day i was just um because to try to learn it, because you think, oh yeah, it's easy enough. It's just you know the the B strings are lower lower string, but when you start remapping things, it's totally trippy, right? So I'm yeah, like, I, so I latched onto what I know. Okay, second or you know fifth string is the E string, so all right, that's my new bass line. And I get up there and I'm like, okay, so this is where C sharp would be if I'm playing in in E major, and I'm like noodling up there, and then I like I couldn't figure out where to go, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, I can go backwards. I can go back down. I can go down to the second fret to uh, pick up. Um, C sharp minor, right? I don't and know if my brain just, can handle it. Yeah, and then it flips you because you're like, wait a minute, when I'm playing a C sharp minor, and then I go down here, then that's an F sharp. So it just it remaps your brain, which kind of like you know we alluded to just like doing the different things and um, trying the different oh stuff. Oh my it goodness, shakes, yeah, shakes it's all fourths. Loose. I see what you're saying. So where where you have an F sharp, the fourth. Well, no, you play the. You're getting the fifth. Yeah, so I guess it depends yeah, on how you you're, look you're at fifth it because they're in versions of one another. Yeah. So like you get the F. You, it's like one of those camera C. tricks in a documentary where like they zoom you out and then zoom you back in somehow and you don't even really understand Oof. what just happened. So It's like a harmonica. Yeah. That sounds brutal. It's like, all right, this one's an A. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Hang a. on, I need to do some math. One, two, uh, three, four, a. five. Okay, Jeez. A, I know where A is. Yeah. They're like the fifth so, fret of the fifth string or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's the fifth. It of, is. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> very good. You get full marks on that one. <laughs> I can't believe I figured that out. <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. So it's been interesting playing a different format guitar that I'm not naturally drawn to. Um, and yeah. then it's also, you know, just it comes out with this different sound. You're like, here, here's going to be like, if I'd done jangle with this, it would have been like, whoa, that was weird. That was like Tool doing jangle, right? <laughs> or something yeah. like that. It was just because there's just so much low end to it, right? But it's not quite a bass. It's just a baritone. It's like, yep, we yeah. just decided to pull everything back a fourth, right? So huh. I wanted to do a little bit of science, right? So I've got, yeah. so we've got some audio bits that we'll play here. Yeah, um, totally. So, you want to play them now? Yeah. So um, first off, just play the right. This is the regular is just me on the, the PRS neck pickup, just playing a real simple... Uh, strummy ADE chord progression, right? Okay, so nothing spectacular there. And that was just ADE, right? Now yep. I'm going to flip that around, remap that. I'm playing. I, I, I got to check this out. I'm playing G. <laughs> I'm playing the equivalent of GDA, but it's going to shape wise, but it's going to come out as ADE on the baritone. And tell me how different you think this sounds. Go ahead. Play the ADE baritone. No bit. change in effects or anything no, like that. Exact right? same, exact same thing. Exact just swap the guitar thing. out. You're playing ADE. It's just obviously going to be in a completely different part of the guitar. Yeah. Region of the guitar. Yeah. Right. D, D is the third fret of the lowest string. It's crazy. <laughs> my brain hurts right now okay yeah 
G. Oh my God! No, forget it. I don't even <laughs> want to try to. Like, we'll leave it to the listeners. Okay. Um. Wow, I, I just want to, I got to hear that again. Let me put the okay. guitar, the regular guitar again. Here we go. Yep. Oh my gosh. That plays tricks with my mind because it doesn't yeah. all feel yeah. like, like it definitely doesn't feel like if I'm, when I take my bass and I play that same, you know, like. Right. Right. Oh, I'm going to be goofy. I'm going to play an E major on the bass. Right, right. Doesn't sound like that at all. And I'm sure there's some overlap because you are hitting some of the notes that are in the range of your guitar as well. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't yep. sound that drastically different, except that it's fuller. Did you, is that what you said too? Like it's way fuller. Yeah. I expected it to be um, like a little bit crazy, right? Like here, you know, this is obviously going to be the difference, but no, it's the same thing. Like I thought they, they would, they would fight with each other because you have voicings in different positions and different timbres and things like that. But like, yeah, just, it's a, like a little bit throatier sounding. Um, it definitely feels different to play. And some yeah. of that's playing the wrong shape for the right chord. <laughs> and um, yeah. So then what I did on the next bit, I kind of, um, faded them into each other a little bit and played the same thing of them both together. And I think this is, this is where I'm going to, I want to go with like the payoff of like why I got this car. I want to make sounds like this. So go ahead and play the ensemble. Oh, ensemble. All right. You got it. Here we go. Ensemble. <laughs> That's super trippy. Yeah. You would have won it, the jangle contest too with yeah. that sound. It's like a it's like having a nine string guitar or something like that. There's enough overlap of some of the common tones, but then there's like, well, this one has the really high parts, this one has the really low parts, and the in betweens are kind of jumbled around a little bit. It's like a good sandwich. It's cool. Well, and, and your arrangement was like as if you were doing stuff with like delay, which was kinda interesting. Yeah. But it yeah. was like some sort of like high pass filter delay or something. I don't know. Like literally the cleanest of clean tones, maybe with a little bit of reverb on each of them. So, wow. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, I could see that that being uh, pretty. And then where I, I started going down the rabbit hole. Um, oh, boy. So uh, I, was, I was playing around. I was playing a uh, Pedro the Lion song, one, of, one that I like to play a lot, which is really fun. And sometimes just like vexing and weird and hard to play. And so I was just playing that on my regular, you know, six string guitar. And I was playing that and I'm like, hmm, hmm, hmm. It's weird because it starts um, on like an inverted D minor, right? So it's like A, D, and then uh, what is that F? No, 
anyway, uh, fifth, 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 third, right from the e, from the low E string down, right starts off boom, 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 right, mm-hmm. and that's an inversion of a D minor chord. And so I was like, oh, on a regular guitar. on a regular guitar, right? And I'm like, okay. okay, starting from the ceiling down. Yeah, so it's like A D. Yeah, it F- started with it started with the A instead of unless it's D minor. Yeah, D minor. Okay, A D F. Yep, yeah, A D F. Right. I got it right. Good. I had to think about that. Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah. thinking in Full baritone marks. mode. So anyway, Full so I'm uh, <laughs> good callback. Um, so I'm uh, I play that and I'm going through the song and it's very simple. I'm like, wait a minute, like these are inversions, and then like so if I were to make these just like the whole chords they were, I'm like, oh, I would need the low B string below that. And I looked over at my new baritone Telecaster and I was like, maybe because I've seen them play and he does have Telecasters. Maybe that's what he wrote this song with. And I was convinced in my mind that absolutely this was the guitar that made the sounds, which is like a really deep earthy metal song um, called uh, second best. And uh, I was convinced that like, that's the way they played it. They wrote this with the baritone guitar and that's what gives it so much like more of a, a better sound. Cause you can play the full D minor, not just like the top there or the second note on inversion of, uh, of the D minor. So I was fully convinced of this. It felt better to play. I started relearning it and remapping everything, how to play it um, on the baritone. And then I did a little science here. And this one, I, I was convinced that the baritone sounded better by far um, or more similar on this. So this is just me ripping off a little bit of Pedro the Lion's um, second best. And I kept it short so we don't have to worry about like copyright. Where do you want me to start? Regular or baritone? Yeah, uh, yeah do the do the regular. All right, so this is on the PRS, just playing it the way you know how to play it. You've always played it. Yep. All right, so that's just a regular little garage band fun. Nice. Now go, go with lay the baritone. Man, on us. so that's the drummer in Garage Band. <laughs> I know, right? It's amazing. It's so good. The drummer. I thought you were like play, using a, a backing track of theirs or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that drummer is amazing. Wow, dude. Yeah, so who wore it better? I mean, I feel like that's way tighter, Is the it? baritone. Yeah. I, I don't know if, like, obviously different guitar pedals are different and they respond to different frequencies and they kind of come out different, but, like, whatever effect you chose to use and play those through, um, the baritone for me was, like, more of a like a laser-cutting sound mm-hmm. than the regular. Yeah. Yeah, and you know there are differences, right? Difference in the layout of the guitar, the heaviness of the strings, the type of pickups, and everything. And but the thing that I would stump for is like, there's like I can't quite when and you know some of this is just looking at the size of the the meters, right, so to speak, on the the two different recordings. Going, "Mm, yeah, I mean it seems to be mostly the same. It doesn't seem drastically different. I've listened to it over and over again. Like "Eh, it's pretty close. But you know what? There is a little je ne sais quoi about yep this like that I, it's ineffable. I can't explain why, uh, why the baritone is better for that. Hey, and that's okay. Uh, I mean, like, I think we've talked about it before. Like 
vitamins. Do we take vitamins? Or is it proven that vitamins work? No. But people are happy but taking who wants vitamins. scurvy? I partake in vitamins. They make <laughs> me happy. I take them every day. And it is what it is. And being happy is important. And I think when you're playing music, like... It's about the joy that it brings you, right? So, like, if you feel better playing it on the baritone, then that's literally all that matters. And the last thing you need is some jerk telling you that, like, you know, it really doesn't matter. Like, you could just get that sound doing blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever, dude. Okay, just leave me alone. I like playing it like this on this instrument, and it sounds awesome. And you end up playing better anyway when you do that. So, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So then adopting that mindset of like, yeah, let me loosen up about this and not be so square about what does this sound like. So then I, I recorded a couple uh, other things in there. So there's there's one which I just wanted to demonstrate what I thought was the good, like the good growliness of it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another one which uh, certain uh, metal heads don't, don't give it away, but certain metal heads will appreciate. All right. I'm going to do that growly one first, see what we get out of that. So nothing special. I just felt like that was weird. And you know, like I ended that ending chord was like on the 14th fret. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, I, I do think in some future episode, uh, we need to uh, look into our kitty fund and get some like monster fuzz pedals because I think... Uh, our digital emulators just aren't going to give us mm. the ridiculous fuzz that we could get with your baritone. Like, Got it. Can, so we're going to do like a, a true, true false. Does this? Uh, I, I just want to hear it. Like, can really we emulate growl. really like, growly? I, I, I can tell it's there. I can see yeah. the potential, but like, I know there's some fuzz machines out there that just are going to give you even gnarlier growl <laughs> and i like i love that uh artificial harmonic that you made i don't know if you meant to do it or not there was like in the beginning i don't know whether i did or either did or there was a little not. artificial yeah. harmonic in the beginning oh yeah but yeah the strings are really like they're in good shape um i haven't yeah. changed i have not changed to bring it all back around to strings where it all counts right. i have not i have not uh put the baritone strings on yet but i do own a set that is uh, in waiting oh my goodness but i don't think I, i'm ready yet yeah <laughs> i know i could ugh. What do you, how do you clip those? <laughs> Is it like it's a sawzall. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's hear this metal tune that goes out to all the, all the old school lovers of metal. Yep. Violin, yeah, smelly tone kind of thing you did there. Multi octaver on that one. That was fun. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> so remind me, is your baritone a Fender? I don't know if we caught that. Yeah, one. no, it's a, and this is why I got a, was able to get a pretty good deal on it. It was a used Squire, I think, is the. Uh, I don't know if they make a regular one. I imagine they must, but yeah. Oh, I'm sure they. I'm sure there's a Fender one, and it's three times the price. Yeah, and so, and I think. 
is it, it's maybe no i guess it wouldn't be japanese maybe it's chinese i don't know yeah I, so my buddy he also got a new squire instrument that i thought it was a baritone but it is not it's a it's called a bass and it's the squire 6 hmm. and so is it a six string bass but it's not it that one is tuned just like a guitar so i don't understand <laughs> like it's e to e six strings and d- not quite a bass not That's quite a weird. guitar i would, it's its I would totally theme. i always thought that in um, basses like when you went to a five string bass it was a b yeah. right it was right. they had the lowest huh right cool right nope this is this is called the six and I think it's just the six, and it's nothing else. I don't think it's a bass. I don't think it's a guitar. I don't know what it is. He Some said sort it's of a bass instrument. Yeah, I mean, I, I I take his word for it. I I need to go see it, and then I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, this is a bass. All right, that's cool, man. But like for right now, I'm like <laughs> very very confused, and I didn't know baritones were tuned away. So you describe so something new every day. That's awesome. It would make my brain hurt. I feel like it's a harmonica or a trumpet that I'm dealing with that's like in some other <laughs> weird tuning. And it's like, yeah, F sharp for you and uh, D flat for me. All right, yeah. let's go. It really, um, <laughs> It's really instructive in pointing out like the shapes you don't know as well yeah. as like, the, um, the keys that you're just not very good at, right? Because I'm certainly better at yes. some keys than others. Yes, which, oh man, we always have to gush on True Fire, but like, like the the Zen caged course with Eric Haugen is like a really gentle, nice way to get into like pentatonic in a slightly weird spot, you know, that you're just not used to doing pentatonic in that yeah, particular yeah. shape. And we're gonna talk about that more, right, when we get into the yeah, into yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the big topic. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. Cool. So why don't you tell people what we're not gonna do? Although we did just some audio there, but we're what are we not getting into this week? We're not working on a tone, right? We're not working on a tone. That's right. I mean, we we sort of worked on some tones, but I think, like, I came to the conclusion that, like, I'm not quite a tone expert, and so I don't know how beneficial that was. It was fun and curious and entertaining Mm. for the two of us, but, I mean, for now, I think what we'll do with tones is based around whatever we're working on or, you know, we have... We could probably tell people this. We have potentially some interviews coming yeah, up we that we're pretty guests, excited right? about, right? We have yeah. guests, um, and and some of them we've already been who we've been talking to are like excited to talk about certain genres and certain things, and so like we'll work on those tones. Yeah, it won't be the, it'll be, won't be the last time that we do tones. Or oh that yeah, we don't no, do no, no. tones in this case, right? But I think what is what is most like informative to me to learn more because part of sharing these things is also like my own learning process, I think. And it's like, if we have a reference tone to work from and we want to try to emulate that or get close to that or do something like that, that's where I think I can learn a little bit more rather than be like, Oh yes, this is Calamar's version of this. Well, Calamar, you don't know anything about tone. So like your weird version of that isn't going to help anybody else. I don't know. The thing thing I think I knew I was, not I want like we're not done with tone. Obviously, we'll continue to, to create tone. I, I kind of knew yeah. it was time to step away from the whatever from the podcast vehicle. Um, was when I was looking up Supro tone recipes. So yeah. a product that I own 
they have like, here's how you get, you know, whatever this sound. And they tell you how to switch all the dials. So I was looking those up and I don't know if it was on their own website, um, which is kind of worse because then it's like a product I own and I bought this thing, but they, they referred to spanky and crisp tones and (laughs) juicy brown overdrive. (laughs) And I don't think I want anything juicy and brown near my guitar. I paid too much for it. <laughs> yeah, my uh, uh, someone I like very much, who was um, who I took lessons with for a while, Josh Fretz. Uh, he sent me a tweet and was like, "You got to talk about this tone here, Scrongle." And I'm like, "Scrongle, what <laughs> yeah. are you talking mm. about? You know, <laughs> it opens up the Scrongle, and you bring down the do bit, and then it's like it just opens up, and it's pretty like soon it's like just where's the water boy for guitars? It's just pretty much that, right? <laughs> like, it, it, what are these tones? What does this yeah. mean, anyways? So, all right, so we put the tone stick down for a little while, but what we did, we did work on something for everybody. Um, yes, you have the most to show for, but why don't you tell folks what we what we dove yeah. into? Yeah, so, um, you know, as we've said, we're both, like, total fanboys right now of True Fire, consuming content as as if it were, like, YouTube content or something that you can just watch. True Fire is, like, this online platform for uh, guitar lessons. They have a few other things, like harmonica, voice, and ukulele also, but that's, like, a much smaller part of their, like, universe, uh, their ecosystem. It's mostly focused at guitar and bass. Um, but, uh, so... To keep things fresh for us and kind of fun and to just kind of like add something bit, to make us look right? ridiculous. It's a bit. I don't know. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it a bit a bit. It's a bit. A bit, right? <laughs> it leads to like social media content. It leads to a little bit of everything. And we can use those tones, right? So what we're doing is like lesson roulette every podcast. Yep. So uh, we're going to do it during the podcast this time to pick for the next episode what lesson Brian and I are both going to work on, yeah. um, but we'll uh, we are, we did that already for this one, and uh, we have a very scientific method which maybe we'll post on on you on like your, YouTube. you put your browser into debug mode and then do like control that is F exactly what I did. I put my you know as a computer nerd, uh, I put my browser into debug mode, looked at the HTML so I couldn't see the names of the classes or anything like that. And went through all the divs and found uh, whatever and said, all right, that's that's what we're going to do today. <laughs> and uh, what came up? But uh, rockabilly, right? Yeah. So um, not a genre that I identify with very Mm-mm, much. Not at all. Like, it's just really not my thing. The closest thing I can say to rockabilly for me that, is near and dear to my heart was I met my wife swing dancing. We Aww. both enjoy swing dancing very, very much. And, you know, some of their, there's like some crossover there yeah. uh, in the, with the genre, but like rockabilly is not my thing. Right. So all the better. Right. And yeah, it was we could interesting. Use old, you know, learning, right. Learn a dose of something new. Yeah, totally. And I think what, what we get the most out of this is then, uh, talking about like well a little bit about maybe like the teacher's approach to explaining whatever it is that we learned uh what was hard for us or not hard for us or you know what did we do well and then 
what was the approach to try to get it to sink in over the course of a week and a half or two weeks, you know? So uh, I thought that was interesting. So I guess we can hear my version of Rockabilly here, right? So yeah. this course... And specifically, and let's play Sam and then we'll talk specifically about what is Travis picking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll totally get into all that and talk about how I made my hand feel like I'd never played the guitar before. Uh, so this is uh, Walter Bros. His course, it's called Rock, Billy, and Boogie Guidebook, right? And uh, the first uh, little thing that he has is just this, like, one, four, five. And I'll play as far as I got with that right now. It is very fast, and I feel, yeah, anyway, let me just play it. <laughs> and I'll talk more. <laughs> Okay, that was extremely embarrassing. You hit a couple and... Krippowitz notes in there. What's that? You hit a couple Krippowitz notes. In there. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've been playing guitar for like two decades, a little longer than that, I think. Longer than that. Yeah, wait, even longer than that. When you introduce a completely new technique, which is Travis picking for me. Yeah, like that was, that was the thing that was hard about this, was like this, is, this was 100% not about well not about the traditional things skill dexterity i mean obviously you have to play in rhythm but this was an utterly new technique for how you make noise come out of the guitar yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i i i didn't even know the name i mean maybe i've heard it somewhere before but i've never really yeah but go thought... go ahead and break it down cuz i don't think you can hear what it is when you hear the sample and then when he elucidates what how actually those sounds are made then you're kind of like oh wow that's hard so go ahead and break it down what is travis right picking? right right so travis picking involves using your thumb and index finger and now actually also i understand why people use like thumb picks because i could not keep the pick in a good place while doing this for the entire time right mm -hmm. so basically what you're doing is alternate picking the the quarter notes because what they do for the tempo for this to make it kind of I, I guess to work out it's like at 230 bpm but you're playing <laughs> quarter brisk. notes you're not yeah. playing eighth notes or 16th yeah. notes i mean there's a few eighth notes in there but like you're playing quarter notes and so you're playing this bass line this alternating bass line don 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 with your thumb and then your all of the syncopation is like with your pinky yeah, it's, that's that was the weirdest thing to come back to, right? <laughs> All of this incubation is with your pinky. It's either with the picking of the thumb on the quarter note, or it's like an eighth note in between. And and that was really hard. That was like really yeah. hard to do. And and then when you go up like to the twelfth fret, then like forget about it. My hand is like all, and my hand is starting to cramp, and like <laughs> the pick is moving all the time. Like for whatever reason, I could not keep the pick in a good yeah, place. You know, I had to. So you mentioned uh, thumb pick. So I actually got a thumb yeah. pick um, in like a guitar crate hall or something. And so like, oh, let me try that, right? Because he mentions yeah. in his whole thing, you know, he gives, gives you the history of you know rockabilly and Scotty Moore, right, and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, he's like mentions thumb picks. So I go get yeah. a thumb pick. Oh, I've never used one before. I thought they were like for banjo players or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, I could see where it could do its job, but I still couldn't work with it. So you know what I did? <laughs> I just did not use a pick. I'm, I had to use my thumb because my first thought was like, oh, that's all it is? I do that all the time. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> when you when you hit the record button and then you're like, okay, now I got to do one and a two and one and a two. Like I couldn't nail it until like I just slowed myself down, put myself in yeah. the corner and said, play it at like six BPM, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that is absolutely how I have to do that. And And if you go to our Instagram, you'll see me playing it at 90 i guess it'd be like 90 bpm here yeah. instead of 230 uh 90 bpm is pretty slow because then it's quarter notes it's not eighth notes or whatever yeah. and still it's just so hard and then there's all the palm muting and actually some mm-hmm. of the muting of the higher string so that you're not doing what i was doing there which sounds like a dying cat like that that yeah. that yep. seven sounds like a dying cat yeah yeah that that was brutal but it was good learning. And like, I have pretty good rhythm. So that helps. I, I can stay in the pocket. But even staying in the pocket, when you got all those stray notes going around, mm-hmm. kind of sound, it sounds like you don't know how to play guitar. Like, I'm sure on Instagram, I my friends who see this are probably like, oh, he's just learning how to play. That's great. You know, so good. So happy for you. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, the, the the thing that I thought was like, okay, I have a good feel for how the song goes, right? Because he plays the song and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, do, 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 right? You know, like, it's very, very easy to get into song. I'm like, yeah. I do this all the time. I got yeah. this. And I think because between um, playing Violent Femmes or like Presidents and stuff in my banding days, I was like, yeah, I can get into this kind of like weird kind of like off country-ish kind of vibe to things. But then I also realized, as my bandmates would sometimes have to correct me, like, no, you're just doing it wrong. Like, it's not on that note. If there aren't four notes there, there's only two notes, right? And so then I had to stop. I was like a dog that couldn't walk on a leash. So, um, yeah, I tried the thumb pick. The acoustic was clutch. I sent that one video of me with the acoustic. Because um, yeah. that kind of gave me, like, I don't know, just like a different way to interact with it. Because when I was doing it on the PRS, when I do the little, near, 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 the little, the yeah. little bendy thing, I would yeah. bend my, I'd bend the string and then... I would nail the string next to it and make all sorts of string noise. So. Oh, dude! So like the so you know it's a one four five. The the E part it's an E A and B, and the E part fairly straightforward. Okay, the A is what I think Brian is talking about. That has this bend that yeah. you do and on it's the like a if you think about the high the G, E string, it's like the G. It's on the G. Almost going to it. Yeah. I end up not even my I I don't I, I gave up on trying to fret it as an a7 really with mm, that like yeah. if if you think about the ring finger which would be on the second string yeah. on the c sharp i just abandoned that because i'm not playing <laughs> that note anyway and i'm just kind right. of i just muted it and i'm holding on to that g string for like dear life that not sorry not the g string the e string that's yeah. pressing on the third fret yep. and giving me the g i'm holding on for dear life because it was that was hard that was yeah. very hard yeah. The, the one anyway. good, uh, extra good thing that came out of this, I was talking about this with um, one of the kids, and uh, I mentioned Elvis, and yeah. they knew who Elvis was. I was like, do you need me to explain who Elvis was? And they're like, I know who Elvis is. I'm like, okay. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty clutch. Connected musically with the kids. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I, I got an eye roll, I think. That's about <laughs> how connected I got. <laughs> But but you know the conclusion I came to is like when I need to learn a part to a song and it is in my comfort zone, 
it's just so such a faster process. Like it's just really mm-hmm. just going, oh, oh, yeah, that it's just those notes. Okay, cool. I, I can play that. I can learn it in a day and I can play it right. fast in a day or whatever. Something like this, it messes you can't. With you. <laughs> Even if I yeah. played it for eight hours straight, it would not get me anywhere. I'm yeah. pretty sure it would not get me anywhere. I'm better off do, playing five minutes here and there every day for two weeks and then eventually it sinks in there's no like obsessing because what happens to me i just i just start doing it and then it's like two hours go by and it's like okay that's nice probably did not you're you're not any faster or better doing right. i kind of want to almost do some science like let me try it that way i'm going to play it for two hours and right. see if i get better so it's at like it, the but, seven minute workout equivalent of a guitar workout right? yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's not going to be better you're better off in i think it's called interleaving and it's like five minutes and then switch, do something else, maybe do another five and then like leave it alone, go to sleep next day. You're better at it already and just keep going. And, yeah, I feel like you have a better approach than I do, though, because um, I've at least I don't know, maybe you edit your videos, but like you came, you got a pretty good grip on it because um, I was still just jerking around with it going, ha look at that. Yeah, I get close to it, like not paying attention. They right. saw you do it. and I was like, oh, well, yeah, it was a slower tempo, but it was way more accurate. Right. Mm. So I feel like if we were on American gladiators, like you would study the little trampoline foot points to like hit. Yeah. And you would like hit them slowly and you would make it all the way across the, right, the giant. Right. Pit. Right. Right. And right. I would just go running like, bah! and I would just, you know, I through some combination of falling and bouncing, I would make it to the right. other side. Right. That's me at a live gig. I'm yeah. just going to get through it. Like it's going to happen. But my <laughs> practice is more of a methodical thing. And then it just like half of it falls apart in the show, but I don't care. Fortunately, being in a Motown band, it's 10 of us and there's like four horns and they're all louder than me. And so I can screw up actually all I want. I'm almost irrelevant in the band. So it doesn't right. matter. Right. But like, yeah, practice for me is about like playing slowly and getting it right. But my buddy was saying like, you know, Travis picking is just weird and it's it's actually harder to do slow. And I I don't fully disagree. Uh, yeah, but I, don't, I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. 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 I, 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 but if you I want mean, to get good at it, I argue you still got to do it slow and yeah. with a metronome. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. So, so what's going on? I'm just watching my kids go to college. <laughs> Are you all right? Did I like wake you from a dream or something? And now I'm buying a vacation property to create rental income. <laughs> are you Are you playing Sims or something? Uh, no, sorry. I'm I'm finally using On Trajectory. Ah, dude, <laughs> it's about time. Yeah, no, I know. I have so much uh, to learn, and I'm just getting started. Honestly, I, I really think you started in the right place. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like, it's, it's just clear on trajectory offers you so much and they guide you the whole way. If you're just getting started like me or if you want to get deep into your finances and learn about their philosophy, 
but even for just basic stuff, it's amazing. And dude, it's eye-opening. You know, I can see here I am with three car payments, a kid driving, how much would public transit even save or impact mm. me? And you can define uh, contributions from uh, employers for 401k, 403b, HSAs, and on trajectory just helps you see whatever it is. It helps you see around any corner. Yeah. I mean, it really helps paint a picture. Yeah. I mean, I've had spreadsheets. I've saved envelopes full of receipts. I have tab upon tab of data before on trajectory, but I could not tell you with any degree of certainty how things looked for the actual future. Oh man, it is an outstanding roadmap. Yep. And on trajectory is built by financial nerds for financial nerds, but really it's for anyone who wants to know what their finances can be. You answer a few quick questions and you're off and running and you're ready to model anything. Taxes, equity, income, debt, so many different things that you can account for. I see what you did there. <laughs> you can save all this in scenarios and replay those scenarios over and over with different variables to see exactly what is happening or more importantly, what could happen. You can see what all your futures look like. You can plan for future salary increases. So, you know, if you give me a raise, I can like see what amazing things we could do with the show. You will get paid like a man when you work like a man. <laughs> Seriously, the second you sign up on Trajectory helps you get started, how to tune the interface, helpful onboarding emails, and in no time you're off and running and you have an eye on the end game. What percent chance do you have of being successful? And peace of mind like that is priceless. So find out where your money is taking you now. Go to ontrajectory.com and sign up for free today. And thanks to On Trajectory for being a sponsor of Grade 43. All right, cool. We're back. We're back. Big show. Yeah. Big show. So um, I want to go back or remind folks uh, a little bit that in addition to the, the podcast is that we have a blog and yeah. you just recently launched a blog post, which kind of talked about some of the, the main gist of what we're going to get to, which is about learning and the practice and, and enjoyment and fun and, and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I've been hogging the blog. You need to start writing some articles I there. I think you got yeah. some uh, cooking in there. But uh, yeah, I, this one was about like enjoyment and learning, right? Because for like the last year I had spent, I said, oh, I'm going to learn all this stuff to play better blues soul solos. And why do I need to do? Oh, first I need to learn jazz. Right, and, you're getting like, all jazzed okay, up. sure. And like work on all this really hard stuff and just like recently I was realizing that like I what I was getting more stressed out practicing these things and I'm like why am I getting stressed out so like um let me like do some introspection here like what's going on mm -hmm. so you know I think it's because all I ever do lately for the last 2 years two problems one no end goal so you don't really have anything that you're striving for and and have a result right so like I don't know about you but my thing with music I, I'm not like a, I'm not necessarily like a music writer that just needs to get my writing out there. I don't care one way or another what people think or don't think. I just I have to like produce that. My thing right. is really performance. Like ever since I was a kid, I like to perform, and so I, that's my payout. Like that's my adrenaline rush too. You know, like mm -hmm. I don't ski, I don't jump out of airplanes. <laughs> uh, I like to get on stage. And be like terrified of that. That's my that's my <laughs> adrenaline. That's rush. what gets your heart pumping. Yeah. That is, man. That's like what I I love it. And so, uh, like, oh, I barely know these songs. Hang on tight. Let's go. Woohoo! Right? Like it's fine. And um, over the pandemic, during these last two years, no end goal and just doing hard stuff. And so then I always sound like crap. It's kind of like the Travis picking. But I'm gonna get back to why I thought the Travis picking 
was fun now because my because I'm framing it a different way, right? Yep. So like, uh, you got to keep it fun, and I think I mean everyone's a little bit different what their definition of fun is, but like, for me it's okay. Let me do some stuff now that's a little bit easier. And that is in my wheelhouse and not that I'm a master of it, but I can like make some music or whatever. And then boom, like a gift from <laughs> heaven. This guy, Eric Haugen shows up and I really hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly on true fire. And he has this, he seems like caged... a chill enough guy that he won't mind. Right. I know, man. He's so chill. We chatted on Instagram one and he's like, he was so, like supportive, even with like just two sentences, it was super awesome. He has a course called Caged Zen, and it's all about. Uh, it's actually like a brilliant course. At first glance, I think if you're like an early intermediate student, you're gonna go, "Oh, that stuff's all too easy," or, yeah. or something. I don't know. But like the idea of really knowing the penit. Uh, a pentatonic scale that's relative to the chord you're playing, that's relevant to the chord you're playing around the area of where you're playing your chord and being able to go between playing rhythm and then doing just like a fill and go back to rhythm is like a really powerful way to make music, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah and it loosen, I think you know, it loosens you up, right? Because like in, um, yeah. you know, you can get certainly, and I, I did my fair share, I didn't try it, but I did my fair share of jazz videos with Jens yeah. Larson, and yeah. I, I totally get it, but it's like, man, like I can't be that smart when I play guitar, focus on having to be that <laughs> right. smart and, and, right. and to do that many things. And the so if folks don't know, so the cage thing is like a guitar learning mechanism. It's C-A-G-E-D, yeah. right? Spells the word yeah. caged. And so those are your main guitar chord shapes, right? The C that you play on the third position on the fifth fret and then the A, yeah. you know, the bar chord and then the G, you know, the right, G right, position. Right. It's right. the cowboy so chords it's, yeah, as we exactly. call them, right? Yeah. In the open position. And then you can like move that up the neck using like bar chords yeah. that 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 draw that same shape in different parts of the neck of the guitar yeah so right? it's like you you totally went from like one end of the spectrum over here yeah. where you have a plurality of notes and things that fit in yes and rhythms and crazy things like that and then you get down to like you know I, the jam track that you posted on instagram was really cool because it was just like yeah it's just kind of cool it makes it so you can go with the flow right right you, know, you don't have to think about what's the next great move it's it's right. apparent what it well, is. I mean, it's these the were literally one-chord jams. Yeah. yeah. I haven't played one chord. I Well, I did it like a year ago, but I was trying to play so many notes. And now <laughs> this is like slow and one chord. And very intentionally, I'm, I was, I'm not even adding fill notes. I'm just trying to be very melodic playing the pentatonic scale that's, that's relevant to that chord. Yeah. You know? and, to, and to keep it kind of like flowing, right? Like that's the thing. Like right. you, your main goal is not to drive it into the ditch, right? Right. And to just kind of like get, keep it bouncing along. It'll carry you. You'll add a little bit to it. You'll steer it, you know, this way. But just um, totally different than a lot of stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's great. And he is very sort of like self-deprecating and goofy, which can make it appear that he 
is not as much of an expert of the instrument and of teaching as he is, but it's actually the opposite. He's oh, yeah. like, until uh, you, until you, until really... you see him like slide up the neck and goes, I know you want to play this. Right, and I'm like, right, right. Oh, I, I can't play that. Yeah. Right. It's like, I can't play those things, those notes you're playing. What is this? This is amazing. But, yeah, exactly. uh, but that's then... the thing that's keeping me from playing those notes. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> but, but then like now, I, I definitely spend a lot more time. So what my recommendation is sort of like spend if you're not if you don't have an, a, a specific goal right now of performing at a certain place where you need to learn songs. Because if you have that, go learn those songs. That's that's an awesome payoff. Yeah. Do that. But like if you're just playing guitar at home and right now you're in between things or you've never really played in a gig, do fun stuff and then do some hard stuff like right now that's that travis picking that we just happened to pick so that was fun as a as a thing to do and i i don't recommend spending tons of time on that like five minutes twice a day yeah. for a while what's, um, is like the way to go what's been um kind of my interesting thing so i, I have played around a little bit with the caged zen thing found that yeah. to be cool because i'm like i've been playing like this my whole life right, right. You know, i've never gotten right. past this um and then contrasting that with, I don't know why, because Brad Carlton is my favorite instructor on True Fire. I'll go ahead and yeah. I'll say it. And I found yeah. that his... Um, why? Why is he your favorite I don't know. He's, his, like, his style just suits me, right? I need a drill sergeant coach guy who's not going to give me yeah. the answers, show me how to play cool licks, but who's going to go, here's where the notes are. To get good at it, here's what you got to do. And I'm like, oh man, he's putting it all back on me. And like that's yeah. what I need to get to get somewhere with it. Yeah, so I've stern. done Yeah, so I've done a ton of his courses. Um, well, not a ton, but a, a good number of his courses, including back to back and five different session ones where it's like a big commit to just jamming over the same jam track for like four weeks or however long it takes to crank that many courses out in, in the spare time that you have. So I picked up to contrast this cage Zen thing, which is really fun, right? It's definitely like the dictionary definition because you're like, oh man, like I, I got to learn Travis picking. Uh, I got to do this. And like, oh man, I can't do syncopation the way I thought he did. And like, oh, and then cage Zen, <laughs> man, I can just come float in on that. Yep. But I like the whole contrasty thing. So I picked Brad Carlton's speed, precision, and endurance, like the exact opposite that is 100% the Daniel Sun, show me, sand the floor kind of um, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing totally. on there, just as a tonic. And this is and this is what I like about um, Brad Carlton. This sums it up in a nutshell. So the first exercise, which you and I have traded back and forth a, a couple of yep. times, is playing this very fast bass line, uh, bass yep. line-like thing, but on a regular guitar. Um and it's crafted to be challenging, but it doesn't really, to me, sound like music that I would play. If I were playing right. it, as I said, like there'd be three parts of the first part and one part of the last part. So it sounded right. like a doo 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 doo. Anyway, that's that's beside the point. But one of the things that he says, he's like, so let's say you try to master this bass line and you play it every day for a week, for multiple weeks, for months for like a year right. till you really get good at it. And I'm like, right. oh my God. Yeah, like, so I, I'm like taking back my American Gladiator thing and I'm sitting there playing this quote unquote fast bass line going one, two, right. one, two, three, until I get that right. And then I'm like, okay, let me add a few BPM to that. So yeah. I've played that over and over again. And I've never considered myself that like, no, that's behind me, right? So I've got like right. floaty Eric Hagen's Zen cage stuff there, which is cool. And then the kind of like drill sergeant stuff over on the uh, on the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, multiple thoughts. I this kind of stuff for me is like I, I can nerd out on it all day. 
the 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 Zen side, I agree. It, it it's also sort of like my wheelhouse. But then, trying to also make it tell a story is mm-hmm. hard. You know, like mm. you got to like really kind of let go, and you got to do it for like. I feel like I have to play for like five minutes or like three <laughs> times through the songs. It's like fifteen minutes, and then eventually it's like, oh, I like semi-composed something. Right. Otherwise, yeah, I'm yeah. just noodling and playing the notes. Yeah, the you're chord, going back to what the, the, the usual things yeah. that you know to go to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then it's like, oh, there's a melody here. This is really cool. Yeah. Um, but with Brad, a couple of things there that I think are interesting that he makes it even like very much the Zen. His thing is Zen too, actually. <laughs> yeah, in that bit. like you take the same exercise and it's like, oh, now do it with legato. Don't do it with picking, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, there all these different ways that you could do this same thing. Uh, so yeah, you can spend a year doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I was, uh, so maybe True Fire will sponsor us, right? Yeah, I don't totally. know. Uh, they have a Discord channel now, and a, a topic came up of like, you know what I'm really terrible at is speed. And I was oh, like, Oh, right. Yeah. So you're actually, you're workshopping me too. this with a bunch I'm of people. I'm terrible at speed. Why don't we create a little cohort and we just share ourselves playing? And why don't we use Brad Carlton's speed, endurance, and uh, well, it, well, it's speed, <laughs> uh, endurance, sp- and agility. Speed, precision, accuracy? and endurance, I think is what speed it is. Pre- yeah. Speed, precision, my work computer just said stop. I don't know what that was back there. Okay, speed, endurance, and precision. precision. Speed, precision, speed, and endurance. endurance. Yeah. Okay, speed. All right, let me butcher that five more times. Okay, that's going to be our <laughs> that's, that's B-track. Okay. You keep calibers. practicing it. You that's keep right. practicing it over and over that's again. Right. Every day I will practice saying those three. So anyway, <laughs> we have a little cohort, and this gets back to your comment about France and longevity and community. <laughs> Right. So like this is what I realized I am missing musically was Hmm. community. Like for the last two years, I've been trying to create community that has more than me. Like every freaking music community that I tried to get into just has me blabbing and no one else sharing or talking or doing stuff. And I'm trying to always. And that's where I think I feel like I keep getting frustrated with things. Uh, But I think. This Discord channel, because True Fire is as big as it is, they'll have enough people in the channel that they want to do it. In fact, they like reposted my post of myself practicing this thing and mentioned join our cohort on our disc. So I didn't even tell them like, hey, let's do this cohort thing. They found me on the Discord channel and then they cross posted that on instagram i'm not saying i'm like hot shit right now i'm just saying like they're into that too so hopefully we'll get more people doing it yeah well and then you know that and that's a, it's a, that's a good point you get to a community, community of motivated people right like right. who are there like they're they already showed up so like they're they're there for um for doing stuff well they so were, I, yeah th- they were so yeah, that brings exactly. up an interesting point you're very good at recording yourself like you probably send me more like 15 second videos of you playing guitar than just like samples of that. So how like how important is the, is that part of the performance thing? Is that like the, I got to be able to perform this and if I capture it on video, I've done a performance and that shows that I can do the thing. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So not to my, be a, not to be an analyst or anything like that. No, 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 no. But like, but that it's interesting because it's all about how we frame our our own the actions that we take and the things we do. So so I think for learning guitar, learning an instrument. You need a couple of things nowadays, and I I am stealing these things from Josh Fretz 
but I agree with him 200% on this. You need a drum machine or a metronome. It will mm-hmm. not make you a stiff musician. You should practice pretty much everything you're doing as often as you can with a drum machine or a metronome. I have one on my phone and I have things on my computer. If I'm noodling on the guitar even, I like click on the metronome and I will noodle with the metronome and record yourself. And I like video. It took a while to get comfortable with this. It took me like a few months of doing it. But like when you record yourself, something magical happens because you kind of feel like you're on the spot. So you're like... Oh, tell me you about just, it. You just try <laughs> a little harder. You've seen some of my videos. I know, right? You, we choke, right, when we record. Yeah, red and light like, syndrome, every, big time. And and when I when I did a course, so so Josh created this course that I did for a month where we had to record a video of ourselves every day oh, playing. Man. What was cool is very early, like on day one, people were like, hey, everybody, we're here practicing. These are not performances. These are videos of us practicing. This is just Very what different. happened. Yeah. It's like, this is what we're doing. It's like, you're going to hear me flub. And I finally have gotten to where it's like, I could give a crap if I flub and then I share the video. Like, it's all good. And that just makes it all way. It's not like, I got to nail this. Yeah, I got to so nail like, this. You're like, fake it till you make it. And then you get over all that. Yeah. Yeah, you get over that. And then now you're recording yourself. And I don't even go back. I delete all the recordings. I just make the recording. And then now I'm posting them all on social media. I mean, I think some people like that anyway. Like, I know there's a bajillion videos out there of people shredding their faces off, and it's amazing, and that's great. But I think sharing, like, hey, this is me practicing guitar, there's people that are like, oh, that's cool, you know? He's not great either. That's great. I'm going to practice too. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's the whole gist of like the Eric, uh, the, the cage Zen thing, right? Is um, it isn't just one thing, right? Everybody does it a little bit different, right? You know, like you can get really complex cooking um, and you can, you know, to, to use your uh, tweezer food analogy <laughs> and food. everything, you know, you can make the perfect plate and get everything just right. But like, sometimes you just need to make bread, right? Everybody yeah. kind of likes bread and like, that's, you know, a very elemental kind of um, basic thing, right? So totally, that, that's totally. Key. That's such an interesting comparison you're making there because I feel like when it comes to people talking about music or playing music, there's like an expectation that it's going to be flawless. But if you watch some cooking shows, people are like, oh, no, you know, just get messy in here. And you see them and there's like glop on their hands and crap on their clothes and they're like making a mess. And you're like, oh, that looks like fun. But music, it's all like, wow, that was so perfect. Wow, that's amazing. It's going to be all wrapped up. And that's great. I mean, like, it's wonderful that we have musicians that are virtuosos and or practice, whatever. And that's great. But, like, yeah, it, you just got to have fun, Yeah, too. I think and I, you linked to it in, in your blog post. There was that one article I shared. I forget where it was from, but it was, like, about, like— Psych, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, you, too, can be a musician or make music yeah. or something. And I, read, I expected it to be, like, a little listicle thing. But it was kind of good because it, it brought down, like, look— you can learn some skills at an instrument and understand how music works and then try to put those things together. And like, you don't have to be Beethoven, right? You can be musical without being a musician. And 
I presume that if we were to trace it all back with scientific like certainty, we'd go, yeah, well, you know, like this all started around the campfire, right? This didn't start right. with Beethoven or uh, Ingwey Malmsteen or, you know, whomever. It started with clanking rocks and making noises <laughs> yeah. with your voice or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not a thing. Yeah. And it was <laughs> cool, right? Everyone was like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Those rocks are, do you have bigger rocks? You know, it's like Steve Ray, you know, the bigger rocks give you much better tone than the little rocks do. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, he had boulders. Stevie, Stevie Ray Grog had uh, boulders. That's a Far Side comic that needs to be written or something. <laughs> so maybe you want to talk about like your setup so that you can practice yeah, like your app versus computer. Yeah, because honestly, it, you know, you kept mentioning, you know, oh, you should check out True Fire or whatever. You were into all sorts of online yeah. guitar learning things, and I'm like, whatever. I don't want to do that. And it's yeah, yeah. Everyone can teach me how to do whatever, and I didn't really pay attention to what True Fire was. And then when I finally did. I was like, okay, here it is. It's lessons. Well, how am I going to make that work? And because I have the, again, I'm not like a shill for positive grid, but they make good stuff. So I've got their Spark amp, which you can bring another audio source into. So I've got guitar amp, add my other audio source being the iPad, which plays the lessons from TrueFire. Yep. And that comes in as its other audio channel. And that just goes into my cans. It's like life. It was life changing when I figured that out. I was like, oh my God, I can, I can watch the lesson and then play my guitar along with it. I can hear both things. I don't know what I thought that like the online learning was going to be like on this. It was just like watching YouTube and then hitting pause and then like playing again, but the ability to make the whole experience live and do it, you know, cause like, like I said, with the Brad Carlton thing, I've gone through this multi series one and it's the same thing over and over again. And I mean, not the same thing over and over again, but you know, he'll talk about something and I'm like, Oh yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A minor third on that. And I'll just be able to just start playing around with that and look over and I can hear it, but I can still track what he's doing. So it's about the best thing to like being in wood shop and yeah. like you can pay attention to the lecture, but you can also like still cut, you know, boards and hammer stuff and, and, and things like that. So that's critical for me. If it weren't for the, like having the iPad screen, which I suppose yep. could be a computer screen and the audio source all combined into one like virtual yep. thing. To me, that's like a Peloton level idea as far as yeah. like uh, genius. And then you always have your guitar out, right? Yeah. That was the first, like, you know, when, um, when I got the PRS, right. I, I, yep. I had to ask you like, is it, okay? do you think it's okay if I leave it out so that I play I it more? Because like <laughs> once I got the hard shell case, I was like, great, it's in the hard shell case and I'm going right. to move it to a dark corner of the house where no one can ever find it and where nothing can ever happen to it. And then <laughs> yeah. as a result, like I didn't touch the guitar for like the first three weeks that I had it. So yep. I found a good secure stand that hopefully the cats, uh, the aforementioned cats <laughs> can't get into <laughs> and, uh, it's out all the time. So if I have, uh, you know, if I'm going to eat my lunch at my desk anyway, I can grab a guitar and yeah. plug in and do some real practice or just kind of uh, noodle around Put with your it. grimy hands on your guitar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got all the string cleaner in the world. So, <laughs> right, you know, right. right. Your guitar crate. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Guitar Crate. I yeah, have all the exactly. string cleaner and I still got, I still and, got and you know, strings. They're easy to replace. I got like nine packages of them in the, <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> and you have your snap strap on that guitar too or what? <laughs> No, actually, that's on the. Um, that was a good. I put that on the um, the baritone on the Telecaster. That was a good thing. We'll link to that. It's a it's a type of um, almost said disposable strap, but locking strap, um, mm-hmm. which uh, I got and was just super easy and super secure feeling. So yeah. So that's like different that. from the one you told me to buy 
which is also awesome. What is the name of the brand of that one? Oh, I don't remember. We'll have to link that. But that one, that one's my my first choice. This one required the the Rock Ready one required hardware. The one which I think is that's the snap strap, maybe like that one is just like yeah, it's like the safe car kid safety seat. Yeah, I mean, like, why don't more people use it? Like, because replacing thing, I guess it's not that hard. You did it. Replacing the 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 bolt the for the, the 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 what the strap buttons is that what they're called the strap buttons yeah. that's what they're called it's kind of like oh no I don't want to do that on the guitar but like that other one where you just like flip it on top and you lock it in it's like fantastic yeah because yeah straps are not cheap and I don't want to buy a bajillion of them so like having one good strap and I could put it on different guitars mm-hmm. is yep. awesome yeah although I, I've awesome. turned in I've I've gotten a bit promiscuous with the guitar stuff because now i've got yeah i think i've got a i've got a strap on everything except for the old beater acoustic guitar mm. and mm-hmm. on the headstock of every single one of them i also have a tuner no so I can, way yeah so i can just pick it up and go do 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 no. tune it up and they're <laughs> all kind of different it's kind of cool it's giving me a good way to like uh, a b test different tuners and stuff yeah. so the only one that doesn't yeah. live permanently is the prs one because it pinches so hard it actually kind of damaged the finish so there's the oh. second thing i did to screw up the prs and it says on the thing like <laughs> this will damage your guitar don't leave it on your guitar overnight or something like that and i'm like <laughs> wow whatever and i took it off and i'm like oh my god look at that imprint you're like oh i didn't listen to them that's yeah that's so then great. i figure out which one makes the you know the most sense for uh for the guitar that's on and then i've always just got it there right behind the headstock and just can tune up that's my tip i feel like well i i mean like that's an awesome tip the only reason i i don't follow that tip is because i plug my guitars into my hx stomp and i just use the tuner on that mm, usually yeah, so the stomp the um, stomp the stomp <laughs> yeah i know i you with prs and me with this the that's right hx stomp is like i love this thing this is the best investment i've i've well, this and the Godin. The Godin is awesome. Yeah. Anyway, no, I, anyway, I am envious yeah. that like you can process all your audio without it, it impacting your computer. Right? It does so a lot. It's an awesome tool. It is the best investment. I feel like we can keep going on this, but then we're going to end up with a two-hour episode that no people are going to be like, I don't even want to start listening. Two hours? What is that? Because I feel like we could segue into... Um, a little bit of what we talked in the last episode, which is around recording, because you were just asking me about recording, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're going to have time today to talk about like, you know, we said we have true fire kind of like trigger ready. And also I have my recording myself trigger. Like, it's like, oh, let me just record this bloop. And it's like ready to go, yep. <laughs> you know, Low, lower the barrier to entry, lower the barrier to all of that. So yep. everything just takes why? Because. I barely have time to like remember to shower, you know, with like dealing with stuff with for my dad and obviously house duties and then my kid picking picking her up or doing whatever oh playing. And, yeah, and, and we need to update our we need to update our um, you know tagline because we have two more guitars in the mix. Oh, but right. also we never give a nod to our 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 wonderful um, ladies who make sure that uh, you know stuff doesn't fall apart yes. while we're busy on the internet podcasting. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. That is very, very, very true. Yeah. yeah. So, All right, so shall uh, we talk then about um, – well, let, let's put your browser into debug mode, and let's oh see what man. we come up with. I hope we come up with something hilarious. I was really pleased that we came up with uh, the Rockabilly Boogie. Rockabilly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that had me thinking about uh, about how this works because, like, if we end up with something like voice lessons or something, I don't know if I want to do a, a, vo- a vocal lesson class or not, but uh, let's see what we got here. Blues rock, okay. We're going to blues rock. 
I'm not Sorry, familiar people. with that genre. And then curriculum. Here we go. Curriculum, blues scales. Okay. And now let's find a, a class finally. Come on. Come on. This is going am, too far now. For the audience who can't see us, I am just fist pumping. I know, right? Where This yes. is like a party. Yes. This is an unbelievable party that we're having here. Let's see. So one more little button I got to press here and it will, we got a bunch of classes here. Boom. Breakthrough blues rock rhythm fills. And this is, this is one of their more prolific instructors, Jeff uh, Meckerlanes. He's awesome. So this is the, this is the class we're going to do. Well, we're going to do uh, Jeff Mackerlane's Breakthrough Blues Rock Rhythm Fills. Rhythm and Fills. These are advanced rhythm fills and embellishments for blues rock guitarists. So hmm. that's cool. That's okay, that's cool. good. That's good because yep. it's not like shredding soloing, but like little yeah, yeah, yeah. Little no, this will be great stuff. All right. This is that cool stuff. I bet I'll end up doing more than than one. So like, I, just, I mean, you definitely will. Cause like you're better, you're better at this. When we started the, the rockabilly thing, I was like, okay, I watched the video. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm, I'm good. And then you're next thing I know you're up there. Bum, 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 bum. I'm like, Oh man, we got to actually, I'm like, where are you finding this content? I would be done. But yeah, no, that's cool. Blue blues passing fills. I will study this blues rock music that you speak of. Yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So we're doing blues rock rhythm fills yep the blues brothers boys rhythm and blues (laughs) review (laughs) we're getting the band back together brian (laughs) we're gonna play both kinds of music at our shows we're gonna play country (laughs) and western country and western oh my goodness (laughs) uh well and and uh pretty soon we'll we'll start having some of our interviews yeah we're pretty excited about that and we may have some tones and assignments to accompany those so yeah it's gonna be a fun time It's going to be awesome. Cool. All right. All right, wow. man. Shall we hit it? It's a, We've only yeah. done an hour and 48 minutes. I'm not positive. That Holy moly. Yeah. I, I, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> yep. I'm with you. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Cool. All right. All right. So once again, check us out on the interwebs at grade43.com. You can email us at info at grade43.com. We are on the Twitter. We are on the Instagram. We are not on the Facebook. Uh, we are not on the Facebook. But no. we are out there. We're out there. And get off my lawn. We're watching you, kids. Are you wearing the sweatshirt, by the way? Does it fit good? I had to take it off. I was too no, hot. Plus, you can't you massive. can't wear the the sweatshirt of the podcast that you're going to, right? <laughs>